Hello everyone, Big Aussie Pepper here and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, episode 26, Cooking Off the Grid Ideas. First recorded on the 18th of the 3rd, 2021. Welcome back everyone. And I've been trying to keep up with the episodes, but life's been pretty busy. I have some time coming up soon, so I should be getting back on track a bit. I'm happy to continue getting episodes out when I can, trying to keep them as regular as I can. The previous two podcasts have been about food. So far we've had food rotation ideas and food saver vacuum bags. And this time we're talking about how you actually cook some of this food that you have stored if in the event of the grid going down. First of all, I'd like to talk about the sort of the lowest level, which is uh, not so much a grid down scenario, but where you can't leave the house. Uh, if that's the case, it's pretty simple. You all have you already have all your normal amenities. You have gas, electricity. Uh, those are your two main ones for being able to cook food, I would think. Um, if you can have you know the microwave to be able to reheat things that are frozen, that makes things pretty convenient. They're one of the main things that I'm going to probably miss in the event of some sort of grid down scenario, is being able to use the microwave. However, we have a gas stove. Obviously, it has an electric ignition, but that can be overcome. If the electricity was to go down and the gas was still running, then we can quite easily use a lighter to get that stove running. However, uh, if you were looking at a scenario, let's say perhaps just one of the utilities went down, let's say electricity was currently off and you wanted to, uh, let's say, cook a dinner and make a hot drink. I think that would be a good uh, comparison to make. So if the situation where the electricity has gone down and the gas is still up, we could still use the stove. Just need to use a little lighter, obviously. Uh, we can still boil water. The oven is electric, though, so we wouldn't be able to cook anything in the oven. Uh, eventually, I will be getting some sort of power storage and solar system set up, but that's going to be down the road quite a bit. So we have to plan for what we have and what we can use. Now, alternatively, I also have a, a gas barbecue, as I think most Australians would, and we can get those uh, refilled. The um, In America, you would call them, ooh, let me think for a second, it's uh, butane, no, uh, propane. Uh, in Australia, we just call it gas. So we get a gas can from either pretty much any service station or somewhere like Bunnings, which is our sort of major hardware stores. You can also buy additional ones, which is something I'd like to do, but they're about 80 to $90. And it's only about $20 or so to, to do a swap over where you get a new can that's full with gas and you swap over your, your empty one. Having the ability to use the barbecue would be a great way to cook because um, depending on the barbecue, one that I have has a single large plate. So you could actually put uh, a pot on top of that. Uh, it doesn't have any sort of individual uh, gas burners with direct flame. It's all done on this one large hot plate. But you can also turn any one of the four jets on or off. So you could control where the heat was. So you could have a pot on that. Um, I've not actually tried that. So that's something I need to do as well uh, to boil up a whole pot of water, which could then be used for many things. And you could also fry things up. And yeah, that'd be a good way to do it. The other thing that I have is a portable gas stove. This one's a Festiva brand. And I got this one, I'm pretty sure it was actually just from the local Woolworths, uh, along with a pack of the cans to go with it. And I think I paid around about uh, $20. I've seen some uh, $40 ones that you can get that have two uh, burners on it. This is just a single burner one. And the cans, I was looking up online here, you can get also from Woolworths for $8 for an eight pack with each can has 800 grams. No, 220 per gram per can. Yeah, 800 grams in total. Now, I don't know how long one of these cans will burn because I've actually not opened this up. So 
They're very naughty as a prepper not to test your things. You should pretty much get them home and test them, not just put them away. It comes in a case, but the case is pretty flimsy. I don't know how well that's going to hold up, but that does, that's all right. So I think uh, next weekend I need to make a commitment to actually get a can of Spam, maybe a can of beans, some toast, take it out the back and see if I can fire it up and actually cook something. So what I need to do is sort of put it in one can and then time how long I can cook for, maybe line up a few things, see how long it takes to actually use the entire can. Maybe we can get some marshmallows and, and toast them over that and just uh, see how well the whole thing goes. Now you can get other little mini butane stoves, you go to any sort of camping store. I've got uh, gasmate.com.au up here and they've got some really nice looking ones. Most of them can't uh, take the standard cans, but some of them take these little mini ones. They kind of look like a... Uh, what would you call that? Like a mini uh, gas tank you'd use for your uh, barbecue, but it has a little attachment on top. And then you, on top of that, uh, that's the obviously the jet. And then on top of that, you put your, your cook plate or your pot. And uh, yeah, that's also uh, a possibility as well. Uh, Bunnings is another place that seems to sell them and same for Super Cheap Auto. Because Super Cheap Auto does a whole lot of camping stuff as well. And yeah, I think we might have to try a few different options uh, there's also some of the uh, little portable barbecues and, and grills are designed to be used with the uh, larger uh, gas tanks that you would use for your barbecue. But definitely you want to check that out and uh, see what's available and what's right and you know what's not going to explode on you. Obviously, all of these things they need to be done outside unless otherwise stated on the device. I also recommend, it never hurts to have a fire extinguisher or two, making sure it's the right kind and a fire blanket or two as well. It always helps to have more than one because as we always say in preparedness, two is one and one is none. So if you've got a fire blanket and you chuck it over something but someone's also on fire, it would be handy to have one to throw on them as well. There's a whole lot of uh, other sort of things you'd use as well. I'm looking here on site and there's a, a wire rack that you can use for, you know, putting your toast on. Uh, I have a couple of little billies, little uh, mini teapots, I guess you'd call them. Uh, billy would be more of an Australian word. Uh, you can get uh, like a kettle, whistling kettle, uh, and also a thing that actually holds uh, toast in sort of a pyramid shape. Uh, there's so many extra things you could get. I think the other main thing for cooking off the grid is going to be cast iron. Because cast iron is one of the most durable cooking surfaces that you could possibly uh, ever hope to have. And as long as you look after it and season it properly and clean it properly, uh, it's going to last you a lifetime. I've seen people who have managed to restore a completely rusted um, bit of cast iron up to brand new. And it's lasted, you know, another 100 years or so. I'd love to get a Dutch oven. That's another good one that you can sort of plomp in, plop into a, uh, a bed of hot coals. Uh, cook up bread or something in that. So the last thing I wanted to talk about was also obviously some recipes. Now this is probably going to be more for the handout when we do the video on this, but uh, some simple ones like making damper, which is an Australian bread that you can cook over the fire. Usually only has a few ingredients in it. You can make it with just flour, water, a bit of salt, and something that has a bit of yeast in it. It's sort of traditional Australian ways to add some beer, but there's other ways you can do it as well. And uh, you basically you make that into a thick dough, wrap it around a stick, and cook it over a fire. So that's something to try as well. But actually having a printed out list of recipes uh, for cooking. And in, in the early stages of a collapse, I would definitely think about, um, well, first of all, clearing out your fridge. If the electricity has gone down and cooking everything in your fridge, because cooked food will last longer than um, uncooked food. And then um, moving on to food that takes less to prepare. So a lot of the food you want to be making, uh, you want to, things that only need hot water. 
So things like instant mashed potato, um, you can use uh, ramen noodles, uh, flavoring with the noodles, uh, prepared meals that you can just sort of maybe heat up in a pot of hot water. And some of these recipes could also be done in what's called a hay box or a hot box. Uh, there's a few other names for them out there, but basically uh, back in the sort of World War One and II times, they used to get a box full of hay and they'd cook something on the stove up to the point where it was boiling. Then they'd put the lid on it and put it in a box full of hay and that would act as insulation. Well, what I want to do is make one where I have acquired recently a few um, eskies, or, or I guess you'd call them an ice box if you're not in Australia. But eskies is a big insulated box that you usually chuck in a, a whole lot of ice and drinks and uh, keep your drinks cold. My plan is to work out which one of these four eskies I'm now um, owning and um, pick one of my larger pots, maybe one that has the, the thickest sides to it, and make a space inside the esky. Uh, maybe fill it with uh, carved out polystyrene if I can get that from somewhere. That'd make a great insulator as long as it can handle the heat. You could also use some reflective material like uh, space blankets and things like that. That'd actually probably be pretty good. And the idea is you heat up the food to boiling point or to the point where it's cooking and you take it off to heat, pop it in the box, seal it all up and it continues to cook with the heat. Now, it can take about three to four times longer to cook than it would if it had been just left on a stove. But if you want to make a stew, then you've used also about um, only a third of the amount of energy you would have used otherwise. So that's another good way to cook off the grid. Finally, I think I've said finally at least two times now. Uh, finally, I'm also looking at solar ovens. There's a couple of really good American brands that uh, make solar ovens. And if I can get my hands on one of those, living in Australia, we do tend to get quite a lot of sunlight. So I think one of those would be really handy. And I've heard that when things are cooking in it, they don't produce many or any smells. It's kind of a sealed uh, environment. So that would be another great way to be able to cook food off the grid. And you wouldn't even have to sort of heat it to start with. You want to understand they work very well with just a, a bit of bit of light. Obviously, that's going to be more used during the, the sunnier months. Uh, so in winter, it might not work as well, but that would be something you need to test. And seeing as I haven't even tested my little gas stove out yet, uh, I'm certainly looking much further down the track than I probably need to at the moment. So that's all for now. I'd love to see in the comments of the video or shoot me an email. I should be mentioned some of my social media that I'm starting to set up. So you can email me at bigaussieprepper at protonmail.com. No spaces or any special characters. Um, and let me know what you think of the podcast. And uh, the videos will be coming out hopefully a bit more regularly too. I'm currently recording footage and doing a whole lot of editing. So keep an eye out on the YouTube channel for things to come soon. Fingers crossed. So until next time, and as always, if you can't be a great man, be a big man. See ya.